0: All right, let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984 on this episode of DC On Screen, right after these messages from these sponsors that these hosts had no approval of. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 622. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I am David Z. Robertson, and this is the man who came to power by becoming a magic god rock, Jason Goss.
1: Hi. <laughs> I regret everything.
0: <laughs> do you renounce your wish? No, sir. <laughs> no, I do. Um, hey, uh, don't miss the migraines. Well, that's fair. Or the nose bleeds, or that wonky eye. Or the eye bleed, or... Air bleed. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into our big review of Wonder Woman 1984, finally, um, (laughs) I want to thank the patrons. Uh, one dollar a month, if you want to help, gets you every episode ad-free. Five dollars a month gets you that plus whatever the hell else we decide to put up. So we just put up uh, an entire Patreon episode. It was like 30 minutes long. Uh, It's just talking about paranormal podcasts, talking about fire in the sky with DB Sweeney. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, man, go check it out. If you don't want to deal with Patreon or if you already do and want to help us out more, you can go to dconscreen.com and click the donate button. It is uh, a relatively painless process, I'm told. And uh, if you want to support the show and get some swag for it, check out our merch store linked on DC right next to the donate button. It says store appropriately. I think right, make this all tracks makes sense. And you can always leave a five-star written review on Apple podcasts because that always helps. And that is free. Um, and now we, now we come to the, to the written part of the show where we talk about our uh, <laughs> opinions on Wonder Woman 1984. And this is going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting <clears throat> because we, we have very cursory uh, knowledge of our opinions, of mm-hmm. each other's opinions mm-hmm. um, going into this thing. Um, and I'd like to start by saying, you know, Gal Gadot is wonderful as all, as ever. And Chris Pine is delightful. And uh, in the nicest way possible, the man looks more like William Shatner every day in his mannerisms. And uh, my God, I hope he gets back to a Star Trek four somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're you're not wrong, like they're gonna meld one day the same way like
1: Zach Braff and uh, what what's his name? Um, oh, Kristen Bell's Zach Shepherds, uh, ever, Yeah, yeah, they, they just every day they look more like each other. Mm-hmm. Now there, I think there's more of an age gap here, but still, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We may um, maybe
1: just need to like send Chris Pine a bunch of cigarettes or something. <laughs>
0: yep. Oh, and I'll say this for uh, Kristen Wiig, she's got range. Oh hell yeah. She's got some range. I've seen glimpses of it before. It was nice to see it on real display here. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of stuff with her in it. I like her a lot. Yeah, she's all around solid. Um, my next statement is you remember how I how I talked about Zach on uh Film Junkie? How Zach Snyder said that uh he felt like all of the non-Snyder films, the non-directed Snyder-directed films were in their own universe mm-hmm. within the multiverse because you know he doesn't want to uh, impede on another director's vision, like it, like it was done to him. Sure, I'm going to take him up on this offer mm. for the for this movie because this movie don't make sense with anything that Zach made. Um, <laughs> certainly doesn't make sense with BVS or, or Man of Steel or it, it, with Man of Steel. Maybe like th- all the magic everybody experienced in the entire world. Maybe that um, is why they don't get upset and oh, or at an eye hop with the aliens. Oh yeah, that yeah. no, that's my problem? Singular? No, 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 no. You uh you said it
1: didn't fit into the universe and I was I was uh I was wondering what the big reveal there was gonna be like. Okay. Oh that's- well well
0: there, there's all the magic. There's um mm-hmm. exactly when does Wonder Woman unlearn to fly? Is the invisibility thing uh, a skill she slowly that she she just forgets as quickly as she apparently learned it when she invisibled the plane? Mm-hmm. Cause that invisibility thing could have worked, you know. Great when she was fighting Doomsday. When
1: BVS? No, I, when in that fight, was that guy actually going to help anything? Her being invisible? Oh, I I wasn't under yeah. the impression that she could invisible herself. Only Why? things.
0: Well, I mean, we didn't see even in her the movie. She was
1: invisible. The inside
0: of the plane, or herself, or uh, except except for Steve. when we saw the outside of the plane, we didn't see her. We didn't see Steve floating yeah, it's in a midair thing more than
1: yeah. It, it's not,
0: yeah. Like, is she invisible to coffee bug? Cloaking than it is to invisibility. Well, she invisible to coffee bug, and then couldn't find it later. Yeah, but that's that's like an external object. Why couldn't she invisible herself? I would not remember the where the sense. fuck I put that thing after a while. Sh- Zeus invisible all of the Amazons while they run the island and all of his sex crimes. Yes, naturally. As but, one would do with all that power? I guess. I just I didn't buy how quickly she she. Cause she said she'd only made it work once on a coffee mug. and understand that was for a joke. It's a quick (laughs) ramp up. Yeah. Um, and then like, not only does she make it work for, you know, the duration of their long flight, we never see her use it again. Well, she specifically says she doesn't understand how long it lasts once she does it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So in theory, the problem is more that she expands the scope of it rather than the length of it. Mm -hmm. Like making it happen on a coffee mug that she doesn't like for all she knows is still invisible because she can't find it now um, mm-hmm. is kind of what they point out in the scene. So it's really more that she managed to learn how to do that quickly on the entire plane. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's still invisible is is well within the scope of what they described.
0: Yeah. I just... Also yeah. just
1: really taken with the earlier part of the scene where he's just so fucking geeking out about the planes.
0: Yeah. That was a nice touch. But And the radar you know. thing. <laughs> the,
1: the radar thing really cracked me up. Oh, they'll see us anywhere. Well, shit, Diana.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Like okay. I said, like I said, Steve is is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Pine is great in the role. Uh, all of the Steve acclimating to 1980s stuff is is delightful.
1: Yeah, that whole little montage was pretty fun.
0: I just, you know, and I guess the you know what you're saying kind of points out a separate but connected problem, mm-hmm. which is this movie sort of just never gives us any rules, so that they could do whatever the hell they want, and they don't ever actually have to abide by anything. Explain. Diane is like, I don't know how it works. Like, uh, you know, they they never actually like, I don't know when it, when we find out that the, that the thing is the rock it is like a monkey's paw. That's like, they just kind of guess at that. And that happens to be true. Like, that's a kind of a weird thing to just guess at. Okay. Honestly,
1: I don't think, I, I don't think you're technically wrong, but I'm going to disagree with you on the, in the sense that I don't feel like that could not be not true. Like mm-hmm. why would there be a stone sitting around that gave non monkey posh wishes and it was just buried somewhere? This would be the greatest <laughs> achievement of mankind. Uh-huh. Like it, it would be like the way Hitler chased around, you know, artifacts like the Ark of the Covenant and the uh the whatever the Spear of Destiny. Like uh-huh. And by the way, those are both true things that really happen. It was a meth head. Mm-hmm. Deal with it like it 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 is what it is. Um but if there was such an – like a device in the world of man, we would be falling over ourselves for it. That, that, would, that would be – like there wouldn't even be separate governments in the world. <laughs> that, a, the, the idea it, that it's not a yeah. monkey paw makes less sense than that they didn't describe the fact that it's a monkey paw.
0: And guess what? You just wrote a better movie.
1: No, I, I just didn't because have to explain all that it, because I feel like it's pretty much taken as read to me. Like why would you not – There's there's no version of like, well, that and – it's thematically sort of where we were going with the whole movie. It's not like they didn't nod to it. I mean, she takes the shortcut in the, the early Amazon race on mm-hmm. their mascara.
0: Yeah, that was... I, yeah, like at the moment I was like, woo, you guys are beating us over the head with what's going to happen with Steve Trevor at the end of this thing, aren't you?
1: Well, there's that. There's also like, it's, the, the shortcut isn't ever the answer. Is kind of the theme of the entire thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I mean, the entirety of Max Warlord's business plan is basically just, you know, take as many investors as you can and be as charismatic as possible and hope it works out. Um, it, it. I feel like it would take more time to explain why it, it wasn't a monkey's ball is what I'm
0: saying. I mean... I don't... Thematically, I, it's I, there. It, yes, it can be. But at the same time, it's just dumb. <laughs> and I think it would have been more interesting if it was just our own human nature fighting over a, some damn thing that just grants us wishes for no reason. Rather than like trying to make it like, oh, but there's a cost. There's a drawback. Like, I think it would have fit in more with the first movie with how humans are just corrupt as shit. <laughs> well, we are. And thematically, that's still tracked
1: because... We ultimately just made a bunch of really selfish wishes. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what happened to the entirety of the. That's true. The yeah. third part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it was off with what we've been shown before in Wonder Woman. Okay.
0: <laughs> if I mean that's fine. I, if you if you feel that way, I guess. Um, let's see. I, I hate to bring this stuff up, you know, so early on, but it, it just it was the first thing that took took me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible wire work terrible like bad gravity bad uh bad physics the mall scene like I, uh, before the mall scene like the oh. the the amazon games or whatever like none of those amazons looked like they were like doing anything in any kind of real world like
1: <laughs> it was i'm gonna agree with you here but i'm gonna i'm gonna do it in two pieces one like the themiscara kind of like exhibition thing they were doing mm-hmm. at least like it looked like they were defying the laws of physics in a way that I was like, I don't know, kind of rooting for them, made sense. I was I was digging that a little bit. The mall scene is is the part where I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I just don't I don't like how I don't like how this went down." Like, wow, there there were moments of that piece of the action sequence that I was like, "Ah, oh, I just don't I don't like this. This is well, this doesn't make
0: yeah. sense." Um now like jumping back to the young Diana at the <laughs> at the Olympics or whatever they were. I First of all, I didn't believe... Uh, aside from the green screen and all that stuff, but just being bad, looking rough. Um, I thought they they kept putting this on the shelf and working on it. Are <laughs> like, we serious? Um, I didn't believe for a minute those Amazons couldn't decimate a little girl in that competition. How did she lead them for so long? Um, and I thought it was really far too convenient that she would get knocked off her horse at the perfect spot to see and use that shortcut. But um, yeah, so the mall... God, they make such a point. It shows giant cheeseburgers. I'm like, yeah, the cheeseburgers are big and cheesy, and so are the villains. Like, we had like uh, overacting to the hilt, like Robocop bad guys. Like, they really did go for the 80s. Like, these yeah, guys that, are ridiculous. That's the one part
1: where I'm like, I don't disagree with your take. I just feel like that was a choice. And I would like and, to hear it confirmed that it was a choice because it'd make you feel better. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They they looked like bad eighties. Like this was an episode of the A team.
0: I mean, it it fits with uh, with Patty's sensibilities when you look at the, the first Wonder Woman, and you have you know Doctor Poison and General Douchebag like well, laughing maniacally is... as they throw the the one gas mask into the room.
1: You know. I mean, yeah, but. It... This is the She's point. She's a fan where of Donnerville, And I feel like this is a conversation we could uh, devolve into if we wanted to. But, like, where where is the point where, th- like, uh, maybe even not thematically, but in that moment, where is the point where it was Jeff Johns' fault and where was it Patty Jenkins'
0: fault if it's going to be? I don't know. I mean, I call Jeff Johns shenanery on the whole thing, honestly.
1: Uh, there's some shenanigans, I think, that's in, still involved. I mean, I, I think the movie was still credited uh, Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. Like, I think he still got a yeah, rewrite on Patty the
0: Jenkins, ampersand, ampersand, Jeff Johns. Jeff John, which means he got and a rewrite. somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Jeff Johns stink is all over this movie. There's going to be some of that. And, but
1: it, it's... He's, and I, I he's knew it was going like, to be bad. A, as a filmmaker, he's, he's terrible. And he's just an awful person, apparently. But... From what I understand, yes. As a writer, um, like on the page, he's, he's uh
0: Waymort. usually, Yeah, usually. Usually is a good word here. <laughs> in comic book form, but, and even the Stargirl, he's good. Like, I don't know what the disconnect here is unless, you know, the I don't know. the conspiracy tin hat foil theories are true. And he's just trying to like tank the DCEU for his own gain. But I don't know where that would lead him, how that would yeah, I, I don't mean, know how that would help him here.
2: I get that, exactly. but
0: there's literally
1: parables about cutting off your nose to spite your face in the Bible. It's it's been such yeah. a human thing for so long that I don't question it when someone's just not looking out for their own interest
0: anymore. But Jeff Johns is a protege part of the human problem. Jeff Johns is a protege of Dick Donner, so and he grew up with you know the, the Donner Superman movies. So maybe that's what he likes his villains to be: is these like just ridiculous, goofy, womp womp villains.
1: I mean, I get it. And I realize he's, like he's made for it, but uh, was Richard Donner not responsible for *Scrooged*? Um, I don't know. I'll look it up.
0: But you know, *Scrooged* is also a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. But it's a morality tale, is my point. Mm-hmm. And a very uh... Richard Donner *Scrooged*. Yeah, director okay. Richard Donner.
1: Okay. Well, only point being, like, he's capable of nuance. Yeah. Also, that movie is like from the. Like the Dickens origins, it's not it's not a movie with a bunch of antiheroes and stuff. Like, it's clear it's a morality tale. Like, it's, yeah. it's the basis of what we understand as the modern morality. Tale and
0: I'm not life. saying I hate Dick Donner. Don't don't get that in I'll your understand. head because I, I like the Dick Donner films, but they had their time, and that time is not necessarily now.
1: There was that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, so I I suspected something was afoot when. Like a week before the movie came out, Patty started walking back things like, well, I mean, I kind of wanted to be a little longer and wanted this, this, this. But, we, you know, like, mm-hmm. that ain't all you wanted to be different, was it, Patty?
1: I, no, hold on, though. Um, <clears throat> Just to go back to the scene we were just talking about. One of the things that I saw and thought, oh, I because th- it's hard not to say a quote like that and, you know, wonder about it while you're watching the movie, right? Yeah. And one of the things was like that dude in the green jacket with, uh, you know, the third pencil mustache on that heist crew in the mall scene, <laughs> Like the guy who tries to hide and then, and then objects when she pulls the, it feels like there was, there was another part of that scene with that guy. Hmm. I know, I know it's sure. just, it's not a thing to have. I didn't pick up knows. on that.
0: I didn't pick up on that, but I did, you know, it did, it it did feel like there were a couple of those kinds of scenes in the movie where you're like, what was that person even there?
1: (laughs) Well, it just felt like in particular, he was uh, like when, when they got exposed and the whole thing, he was just going to like chill and hide. And somebody was like, you can't hide, keep going. And for like first watch, uh, and I guess I've watched that scene three times now. Uh, not including the Super Bowl commercials. But I, first watch of that scene was like when the guy was like, you can't hide. I, I would have been so mad about like, Bitch, I could have if you hadn't fucking opened your mouth. Shut the mm-hmm. fuck up. We have been had. This, we've been made, man. This is every man for himself. Let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. You go do you with your guns and holding the little girl up and I'm going to just fucking vanish into the background, piece of shit. I'll see you later yep. in like three weeks on, you know, Kite Man's crew or some shit. <laughs> Uh uh-huh i was i was mad for him that was just bad yeah Yeah.
0: which i i hated all that stuff where she's like flinging the little girl and the the cheesy like nodding at the girl and the winks and all that stuff like it was just like ugh. okay
1: it it, yeah that part that part i didn't love uh honestly i was kind of hoping that was just part of i i literally think that was part of the super commercials super bowl commercials and i was kind of hoping it stayed there didn't love Mm -hmm. that as go simone pointed out though i think it uh It was maybe a nod to one of her characters. I can't remember who. Mm -hmm.
0: But. Star Blossom. Uh, Okay. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't need that. I don't need that nod. If that's what that was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So I don't buy that someone like Diana, who believes in love, wouldn't move on in 60 years. Like her freaking apartment's a shrine to Steve Trevor. A guy she knew for like a week.
1: Yeah, but.
0: Okay, I get it. First male love, whatever. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just um <sighs>
1: all right. So how long's it been? Since uh was it World War One, right? Mm-hmm. So it's been fifty years since no 45 years. Ugh. I'm just failing my like social studies courses now. When was World yeah, War One? Yeah, I don't I thought it was like
0: in the nineteen tens. Let's see. Oh, 14 to 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's a long time for her not to move on, man. It just is. It is dumb.
1: Mm, I can kind of get along with it. I, I mean, I like the idea that she's not. Um, I mean, I, I like the idea that she has. She has standards, and it doesn't like the scene doesn't explicitly say that it's not like she didn't move on or maybe date or something. But that that she All did her have a, a and, true
0: love. Uh huh. That's fine. You you just want her to get back out there. Well, I just didn't. I didn't quite think that it was, it seemed like a healthy thing Mm -hmm. for her to have the shrines all over the place. But, you know, if she did have those, it would have been really interesting and way more interesting than what we got to actually see Diana in a relationship with someone who was dealing with constantly feeling like they had to live up to Steve Trevor. And I think that person personally, based on what we've seen before, should have been Barb. I mean, I would say one, you got that, you know, in her relationship with Barb. I don't think I did eh. because there there did seem to be a lot of chemistry, a lot of uh, it felt like attraction uh, between Barb and Diana. There was there was uh, a spark there. Um, and yeah, Barb is an over the top nerd, but v- pre villain. And I hate that trope. We've seen it in Batman forever. We've seen it in Iron Man 3, Spy- Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like it happens over and over again in these movies. And I don't understand what people are attracted to in it. <laughs> But um, I don't mind it, but yeah, you did, uh, you did grab all like the trifecta of
1: the most recent versions right there. And there are more, I just, well, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real, it's so, a, it, it's a trope for sure. I just, I wasn't, I, I, I liked this version of it. I often, it's not a trope that I dislike is part
0: of the problem, um, like,
1: part of my problem with your problem, I guess.
0: Um, well, I mean, for, for, for Kristen Stewart's, uh part, she, 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 it was less cartoony than it could have been. Kristen Wig. Kristen Wigg, that's right. Sorry. Um, you're right. Uh, I don't know why I said <laughs> that. That's weird. Anyway, uh yeah. She she did a good been job. A long day. It has. Um, <laughs> in some regards. I was getting serious, Barber, Diana Vibes. Um, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Diana's already mentioned how, you know, they're not all just straight and waiting for a man to show up out of nowhere on on mascara <laughs> in the first movie. Yeah. Um, so I think if we had had the character Barb was, but knew who Wonder Woman was, knew who Diana was, and she was in a relationship with her and constantly trying to live up to this idea of Steve Trevor, and then for Diana to accidentally wish that Steve Trevor came back and the, like, implications that that would have for their relationship, and that would actually have given her, like, a serious reason to be a villain. That would have been really interesting to watch like oh, how does been someone entirely bored by that how does someone completely who is completely bored by that how does someone who is who already feels like they are subhuman deal with dating a god essentially and then to deal with the idea I mean, that, that not only fine, that
1: but that's not what i'd be bored by her freaking
0: ex boyfriend who she never got over came back from the dead now she has to compete with that like now where I, I don't know
1: I, I, I wouldn't be interested in this as a love triangle at all. Just I mean, you, but you were more
0: interested. You were more interested in her like being a jerk to Diana as soon as she like starts getting with some like gross rich guy.
1: <laughs> oh no! What like the gross rich guy aside? Like what's more interesting to me is like the moment, the moment she got her own source of power. And by the way, when she wishes she effectively just wishes she could be like as powerful as cool as strong
0: yeah yeah
1: sure and then later she gets to double down and say like no i want to be the epics predator and then she gets to like turn into like full-form cheetah but before that she's just you know this kind of and they kind of make it a point in the movie to point out when uh you know when uh, minerva says it uh, she got more than she bargained for or however she Uh phrased it Uh, she didn't realize she was wishing to be an amazonian but she really was Mm -hmm. so it I was way more on board with the idea that, uh, y- yeah, like she's, yeah, she's, she's the nerd. She's the underling. I'm, I'm just used to this, especially as an 80s trope. I mean, you know, dear God, I mean, we're, we're dealing with like the, there were nerds on the team of the Ghostbusters. So we're, this is the era of Revenge of the Nerds, of, uh, Piggies or whatever the fuck that franchise was. Like, we're, um, that's definitely not the name of that franchise, but whatever that thing is, um, I'm way more familiar with that as an idea, and I'm okay with it. It's like, yeah, she was an nerd and she finally got some power. Mm-hmm. Um, I can deal with that, and you know, the fact that she got overpowered is is you know, more power than she expected. Still, I'm I'm great. Like that for me is a perfectly good storytelling device. I don't necessarily need that to be a relationship, like. I'm not saying there's not some shipping that could be done here for sure. There, there were some elements, but I don't need it.
0: Yeah, I just you know at the end of the day, I'm I'm sort of like you know they had an opportunity with an openly bisexual superhero female, mm-hmm. and they decided to squander it, throw it away because you know <laughs> rich guy and my dead boyfriend. It oh no, I,
1: no. See, all right, so I didn't take it that way at all. Uh, the haha <laughs> rich guy part is. Relevant, like his role in this movie
0: yeah he's he's giving her attention i get it but
1: he's just giving her some attention and his role in this movie short of the fact that he absconds with the stone is Mm -hmm. for barbara's purposes like until she shows up later and saves his ass he could have just come and gone and it would have been you know she would have forgotten and you know with uh with diana and the the dead boyfriend kind of thing like yeah i mean it's – I don't – it, how do to explain it? I'm not trying to make it a situation where, like, she's supposed to hold out for the guy. But the idea that she ran across kind of a once-in-her-lifetime example of something, that she hasn't really come up with anything that maybe is, has filled those shoes, is not that ridiculous. Like, she mm. runs across a guy who literally shows up on the shores of Themyscira and fights with her. Yeah. Like, when's that going to happen again? Well, why does it have to happen again? Also, she's playing it really low key. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to happen again, but <laughs> it, the film doesn't doesn't like rule out that it hasn't happened like that. There was uh, I, there could have been a couple of boyfriends here and there or girlfriends here and there. They don't rule that out explicitly, but they also don't. I don't think they make it as much of a shrine in her apartment as you're describing. I mean, there's memorabilia all over the place. Yeah, there's some pictures. That's
0: about it. Watches.
1: It's the one watch that we get a shot of over and over again.
0: I mean, there's just, there's little shit all over the place. Or it's Trevor Ranch. Like, I mean, maybe it's just that they show it over and over again. I think it's just that they showed a few things over and over again.
1: There's a couple pictures yeah. in the watch. And, and the the picture, know. by the way, is, uh, like, is an homage to a picture she found of him. Like, uh, she... Yeah, like she had a meaningful thing and she developed some time to it. And since then, she just hasn't found anything. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either.
0: And here's another funny thing, though, is that when you start to piece it into BVS, it's like some, you know, 30 years after this movie, even though she's got pictures and stuff all over the place in her apartment, she's still just like searching for that one picture. (laughs) She's like, I've got to get that one other picture that I remember taking.
1: I mean,
2: yeah,
0: but also that makes sense. Look, it, it's it, it's a thing I've
1: I've said many times. Every mm-hmm. time you move, like physically move one location, to, like every time you move mailing addresses, you lose things. Doesn't matter how carefully you pack. I don't care what system you came up with. I don't care how many like stickers and color coded highlighters you're you're employing. You're going to lose something. Mm-hmm. And invariably, one of the things you cannot find afterward is something you actually find you know sentimentally meaningful. <laughs> I'm not trying to like come up with the headcanon here, but I'm also like, you're telling me just a picture vanishes back in the forties and yeah, man, that shit happens everywhere. I've got pictures in my basement right now. Are they from some family in the, I think thirties, I want to say.
0: Yeah. Look, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that they, that she couldn't have had a girlfriend. There were two
1: owners before they got to me. I just thought they were neat. So I kept them for somebody and they never came back.
0: I'm not, I'm I'm not saying that she couldn't have had love interests and stuff. I'm just saying they could have done something in this movie that meant a whole hell of a lot to, uh, to the LGBT, uh, community. And I think that would have been nice. And, uh, they've already established it as part of the Canon, but they, they kind of chose to, uh, be safe.
2: <laughs> uh, and that's disappointing.
0: Sure.
1: I, okay. I don't disagree that they could have done that. Uh, I'm not sure that the decision not to was to be safe. i I kind of would like to actually hear if there was any discussion of it. I mean, yeah, you it, it, it there was an option,
0: yeah. I mean, especially when when you consider that there are people who, you know, couples who like one is lesbian, one is bi. and they literally have to deal with the idea of that lost boyfriend coming back or you know what I mean? Like that is a very real story, a very relatable story. And I think it would have played really well here and she could, st- and uh, Barbara could still get to the same place as far as wishing to be like Diana and getting her powers and slowly becoming Cheetah. It would just, it would have meant more to me. Like I didn't need it to be like, well, now we each got our guy and now we're going to slowly become <laughs> enemies. It's just silly and weird. And <laughs> it felt strange.
1: Well, I'm torn. Like, on the one hand, yes, and that would have been meaningful, and I would have applauded it. On the other hand, they don't necessarily have to have,
0: you have had to have. anything
1: happen. And I don't feel like you're – I feel like you're leaning on the men in their lives affecting them way more than it actually did in certain ways. I don't like, think
0: so. I, I know. I, that's because that's one of my issues. I no, think it Steve did. No, Steve Trevor
1: for sure did affect her largely. Like, it, that was that was huge. That was huge. Like, she still talks about him later as like, oh, no, I was in love once and blah, blah, blah. I get that. I agree with you. But – I'm not sure that, like, Max walking in and having, like, a hot second with Barbara is as meaningful as you're making it out to be. He, I mean, she, I she saved the guy had at the end.
0: I mean, she saved the guy at the end. And then. Yeah, but mostly as a display of her power. Like, fought Diana at his, like, compound after he turned her into a giant cat. Yeah, but again, it was about her relationship with Diana. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it I think, I'm like, saying the movie's her, a mess, dude. Like, that's the point. Is, she. Uh,
1: I think for her, by the end of that story, he is irrelevant, except that he became this wish granter, you know, this Mm -hmm. fucking monkey's paw in human form.
0: Yeah. Which, by the way, thanks for throwing in his backstory at the very end of the film. Really made me give a shit. Wait, which part? (laughs) When he's like granting all the wishes and Diana's having her like cheesy Supergirl season one finale moment Mm -hmm. and uh, that I absolutely hated. And he starts having- There there was a hope speech here and I could-
1: on my Ugh. first viewing, there was a hope speech here, and I could already hear you hating it, even though you hadn't seen the movie yet.
0: <laughs> and uh, and as she's doing all that bullshit, he's like having flashbacks to his like dad beating his mom, and his dad being a dick to him, and all all this stuff that we could have used like earlier on in the movie. Okay, what would that have
1: helped? You would have if they had shown you that earlier in the movie, you would have thought that she could could just go talk to him and sort this shit out.
0: Oh, no, not necessarily. Like, I never thought that, like, okay, let me say this. By the end of this movie, I had, at the beginning of this movie, I thought maybe there was a possibility that they're going to do something to be like, oh, yes, this could work with what Zack did in Man of Steel. They're going to have her break Max Lord's neck because they even sort of, like, played with it, uh, talking about, like, you either have to destroy the stone or you have to get everyone to renounce their wishes. And I'm like... Dude, everybody in the world is not going to renounce their wish. That's silly. Except that's what they did, and it was silly. Um, I'm like, she's going to have to destroy the stone, and she's going to have to do it by breaking his neck. Mm-hmm. And when, when he was like there, I was just like, they they know what we expect to happen because we've read the comics. No, they don't, and, she, and, they're, and they're not. She's like, that. I mean, it's Jeff Johns. They he knows. We know. I know he knows. And we see her like throwing the lasso at him, and it's not quite making it every time. And I just keep expecting, like, well, I didn't expect it. That was the problem. But there was one problem. Um, but I, by the end of it, I knew they weren't going to have the balls to do with what they, were, they had been kind of hinting at. They weren't going to have her. I don't think they were hinting at it. I think you were expecting it. They would red herring. Her, herringing. I can't say that. Red herring.
2: You red You can't herringing? say it either. <laughs>
0: That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 zero turn
2: starts up. With big time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, turbo force deck,
0: and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro, count on it. I wasn't I get, expecting I what you're that was the problem. I, I, like, I
1: understand that that was your expectation, but I think that was your expectation. I don't think that it was uh,
0: even necessarily like a a, a sidestep. Like you're you, you don't you don't put Wonder Woman and Maxwell Lord into a movie without at least here's the implying thing. it.
1: You also necessarily do not put and hear me out here. Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman in a movie. I guess it's seven. It should have been six years later. After you famously got in trouble for having Superman snap Zod's neck. Mm-hmm. You don't do that.
0: Uh, again, that's why, that's why, another reason I didn't think they were going to, but I thought there might at least be a possibility that they were going to be so bold. No. But I, I and knew being pretty so early was that no.
1: Part of the backlash. And, you know, as much as I loved the scene and would defend it to my dying breath, it's not necessarily the only choice that could have been made. Like... Other things could have been done, sure. And I'm not saying they're better or worse. I'm just saying other choices could have been made. So going into this movie, in the history of the movies that you're already in, uh, fucking, of course not. No fucking way. Like, yes, uh, it, like it occurred to us, what is it, like three years now when Maxwell Lord was cast as one of the mm-hmm. people in Wonder Woman? And we already knew, no, there's no
0: way. There's no way he's actually going to get his, ne- his neck snapped. There's no fucking way. You know, new era of Warner Brothers. I thought there might be a way, but you know, no, within, that would have been a fine with, thought in like 2013.
1: Within early, 10, 20 minutes, I knew it wasn't going
0: to happen. Is what I'm saying, because this movie right out of the gate is bald. It was just not there, or ballless, I should say. Like it, it has no spine. Like, I, I, oh, you're doing Dick Donner. That's what you're doing. That's that's all you're doing. <sighs> Evenly lit 1970s superhero pop. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Hold on. Hearing you say evenly lit cracks me up.
1: Why? After all the shit you gave Man of Steel for being colorless.
0: No, I, colorless. That's right.
2: hmm
0: Colorless. I didn't complain that Man of Steel was not... I didn't say, Man of Steel's not lit like a freaking TV show from the 1980s like Wonder Woman 1984 is.
2: I just That shit looks like it could trider. be an episode of Quantum
0: Leap. No. no, you're right. Quantum Leap actually had some really good uh, cinematography.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I'm not going
0: to disparage or or a claim quantum leap unnecessarily at this juncture. This looked like it was made in the worst possible ways in the eighties. And then when you look at the CGI, it looks like it was like early aughts. Like, Oh my God. Like when Cheetah like walks out on the, on that ledge about to face off against Wonder Woman, I was like, are we back in like Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie? This is. Yeah. I'll give you that part. This is bad. And oh, just, uh, anyway,
1: um, I give you that. Then she like crushes for, you know, telephone poles and it all looks pretty good.
0: No, nah, I didn't think any of it really looked very good. I don't think any of her as cheetah looked good. We all knew where she was going, but I'm like, Oh, this is why they waited to reveal it because it looked like trash. Mm. Mm. There's no way we didn't know where it was going. Like they held off for a reason. They're like, we're saving it. No, you're not as much as I hate to like, I don't leading up to a film. I don't want to be that guy who's like it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad. This is but you know, I was really hoping that they really did just think, "Oh, we're holding it back because it's so awesome." But as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Oh, yeah, no. You knew. You knew." Mm-hmm. And now
2: I just even b- did the pushback I think that
0: looked bad necessarily. Like what I mean part looked bad? It didn't look bad for like DC Universe Titans. Like if that had happened on, on Titans, I would have been like, yeah, looks fine. If it yeah, happened on Stargirl, I would have been know, like, oh, that looks
1: that's fine. A, hold on though. That's a bad example. Like some of the stuff that's happened on Titans is movie worthy. And you and I constantly talk yes. about how like movie worthy isn't a thing that like it should not be on the pedestal that it
0: is. Uh, yeah. But we're dealing with, you know, what, a, a budget of $4 million versus a budget of $200 million. Hold on. A budget of $4 million
1: per episode over the course of the entire season is more like a budget of $20 million. If it If it just concerns one costume, getting it right, something you're going to use over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about using, what was Wonder Woman's budget? $200 million. Uh-huh. If you're going to use all of that to get all the special effects right, that's fine. But you're only going to use literally the same amount to get her effects right. I I'm don't just think saying, it's that you know, different. generally.
0: TV effects don't look better or the same as a major motion picture effect. It just Generally, doesn't. Generally,
1: but we've lampooned it for not having the same standards. And in the instances where people say that TV looked this way and movie didn't, it's because there are you know considerable circumstances between those things. I mean, it looked bad to me. I don't think it looked that bad. That's fine. I mean, it wasn't colorful, but that's really all I have to offer as far as like, well, all right, two things. One, it was it wasn't that colorful and they could have done a little more makeup on her face. Mm, mm. I mean, it felt like the cheetah, you know, part was creeping up on it. You know, to give it the to give you a problem I had with the same scene. There's been how much marketing about like the the golden armor and the wings and Cheetah uh-huh. just rips through that shit in like 5 seconds.
0: Yeah, that was lame. It wasn't lame necessarily. I just I've got it right here. That's lame. <laughs> Nope, they, I've they, got that marked had, down. Like <laughs> The the thing that they feel wrote, like you literally wrote down that was lame. Yeah, the lasso showed him the truth, showed him <laughs> that like the entire world could not rip through that frigging armor and Cheetah rips through it in like five okay. seconds. Okay. I thought about this on the second
1: viewing. Hear me out. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I'm coming from the same spot, but hear me out. A little bit of headcanon here, maybe, but not much, mm, really not my much. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like... It looked like the world of man. Like, I mean, yeah, that could hold back an entire army of people that were basically in the film 300. Mm-hmm. Fine. But to hold back one person whose first wish was to be as powerful as Wonder Woman. And second mm-hmm. wish was to be an apex predator beyond that. Mm-hmm. I realize we're dealing with magic here, but again, it's a film called Wonder Woman and yeah. it's already magic. All right. Like she's already just, the gift of so many Greek gods that they're uncountable. And the only exception was Ares, you know, so yeah. in that capacity,
0: I get how you can headcanon it. It was just lame. <laughs> it was a poor storytelling. <laughs>
1: I don't necessarily think example. it was, a poor story. Like, it was bad. like on second viewing. I just kind of saw it and thought, okay, all right. Yeah. You, you, you did build it up and it, the only problem I had with was, was the marketing of it, of just every shot you saw of her had those golden wings in there. And then they just get ripped apart so quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem in story with how quickly and for the reasons they got ripped apart. But some part of me wants to agree, though, is like that there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but the marketing people just thought it was a really cool shot. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And that's really the thing. Cool like,
0: and it doesn't make.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so she be looks you...
0: great with the fucking wings. I get it. So BBS Justice League, we've seen that she doesn't fly. She doesn't fly. Okay, in this movie, she doesn't fly. She learns to fly, but she learns to fly before she gets the suit with the giant wings, which is the reason I thought she was going to be flying. Whenever the shot in the and yeah, <laughs> and every other shot in the marketing, okay, she's swinging right, right, from lightning on, bolts. She's on. swinging from shit.
1: I get it. One objection. <laughs> I don't think at any point in in this in Wonder Woman one in BBS in. Justice League twenty seventeen. I don't think at any point she actually flies. No. She falls with style. Uh-huh. She literally just flies in the sense that she just manages to find a way down where she's adjusting with the uh you know the 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 winds. Uh-huh. Literally, as Steve Trevor describes it, you just kind of I forget how he puts it, but yeah, you just kinda like it feels natural after a while. You uh-huh. you find an instinctive way to just, you know, hang out there. I I uh I hate heights. I have no um I, I like, I wish I had some anecdote about paragliding or something. I don't, uh, best case scenario is, uh, for me, you know, in those little, like, uh, you know, the things out in, uh, water parks, Those little, like tidal waves mm-hmm. where you, uh, you go around the perimeter and the, the little, uh, you just basically camp out with a, uh, with a tube for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, me learning to be as chill as possible. And use as few muscles as possible for a series of hours around those things is about as close as I can come. But I don't think she flies at any point. Oh, really? No. She, I mean, even in Even the, when
0: she's like flipping in the air and like turning on her back, and doing like backstrokes and shit, as she's like flying completely vertical. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool.
1: Okay. I mean, you say that? Like, there's not she's such a thing literally as like a like push, push or. Flip. I mean, dude, I've, she's I've seen... She's literally
0: doing like the, the Superman double fist out and then like turning to her side and, like, pivoting in midair. Like, she's I know. flying. I saw that. She's doing the Dick Donner Superman. Like, Yeah, I
1: think they're kind of hedging their bets a little bit there.
0: But they're also making it seem like it was uh,
1: just a leaf on the wind kind of thing. Yeah. Like, the same way you've literally seen a trash bag, you know, run 50 feet up in the air for no good reason. Because just, all oh, the wind happened to hit right, and blah, 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 Stupid example, I know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I... I... My problem isn't necessarily that she can't fly later. It's that she doesn't necessarily fly now altogether. <laughs> I mean, in certain ways, you could say that she flew in the last few moments of the first Wonder Woman film as much or more as she does in any point in this film.
0: Yeah, she levitated. So, so, so great with, with God power as she, she was. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, not to beat a dead horse on the on the flight situation. Shall we talk about how uh, neither Diana nor Steve actually give a damn about whoever it was Steve erased? <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, they don't. No, like, they do. Everything appears and disappears like magic in this movie, except he has to inhabit some random dude.
1: He inhabits a random dude, and then when he drinks three pots of coffee and... Eats nothing but Pop Tarts the entire morning, which, by the way, is a lovely performance of someone who looks like they're over caffeinated and over sugared. Uncle pines he mm-hmm.
0: um, did a great job. <laughs> he, but his you know
1: eyes what? even look small. <laughs> um, but even then, he's like, "We should stay here forever. This is the greatest room I've ever been in." Like, and and then she says, "Yeah, that's that sounds great. Except I should probably figure out who, like, how uh, I made a wish and." My old dead boyfriend took over a person's body.
0: Yeah, she does mention that. She doesn't show any concern for the person whose body they just took over. In the height of the AIDS epidemic, neither do they wonder about, hey, this is a good idea. Let's just use this dude's body to bone. By the way, that's rape. (laughs) There is no way way that's ethical. Like, I'm just sitting there the whole time thinking, like, what say does this dude have and what they're doing to his body? That is not cool. I mean, I'm glad you think it's funny. I'm, I don't think it's funny. I think it's weird and kind of, <laughs> I, I think it's worse than the snap neck dilemma from Man of Steel. Like, is this the message we're doing now?
1: Okay. No, no. I mean, you're not wrong. There's a, there's a consent message here. Um, I mean, are we
0: just to assume that they were just like, well, of course he would sleep with Diana. Because we had to introduce this guy so that when Steve inevitably leaves at the end of this movie, this guy show, shows up in the last frames and just goes like, oh, hey, how you doing? See you around. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. There are two things that occurred to me here. Um, they don't even say we should find out who this guy was or maybe he'd like you know, his we've life We've seen
1: back. him a hundred times before. I looked at his IMDb because I knew I had seen his face before. And uh, I've, like, his first role was an angel.
0: I mean, that's fine, but I'm saying in universe, in the Backstrom characters at point, no point like we've seen, him. but Cause she was even like, we, you you would need a passport. Why doesn't, shouldn't this guy have a passport? Whoever this person was, you replaced. They don't have it. They're already out. Anyway, yeah. two things occurred to me. Um,
1: one is given the last scene where he has no recollection, mm-hmm. um, it would seem to me there is some supernatural exit door here mm-hmm. now. I'm making up a supernatural exit door here, for sure. Like, it, I'm I'm imagining some you know back burner of consciousness where he's not uh, part of his own body anymore, and you know all these things that would be, uh, you know, like a perfectly good subplot of you know, frankly, anything that's going on right now. You know, any version where he's kind of questioning, like, hey, you know, I'm still here. Um, what made me laugh was that this sounds like such a Zeus fucking move. Yeah. Like, no, it's not right. Yes, it's morally dubious,
0: but would Zeus do it? Oh, for fucks, yes. Yeah. (laughs) I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. In a way. Diana runs around saving everybody until what she wants is right there in front of her. But you got to rape a guy to get it. Okay. I mean, I guess we're just to assume that, of course, he would have sex with her. The, the, consent no, is the I mean, plot you're because certain assumptions
1: about the idea of duality that are not necessarily represented one way or the other. I mean, the, the mind-body problem is is a very different thing. It, it is clear to me that the mind and body were separated given the last scene of the film, the, the Christmas scene. Yeah, but it's still it, someone else's body. Yeah, and most dualists, true dualists, would argue that the fact that it's a body, corporeal, and soul and corporeal are absolutely disconnected barring any consequences.
0: What, there's, what, what's, what about the consequence of where that other guy's soul and or mind went? Not displayed never, in this film. They did not care. She just cared that her wish was granted and that
1: he was there. No. The one thing you could glean from that, uh, from the scene is that he did not care. They, neither one of them did. <laughs> I fully grant that she didn't. And all of these arguments aside, apparently there was, there was that problem. Uh but you you could argue no, that
0: he did not care either. And there was no reason for the guy to even exist in the first place. Steve Trevor could have appeared out of nowhere like that freaking wall did around that stereotypical Middle Eastern country. I agree. Uh, full of all those you terrible stereotypes. You could argue that that as magical as the problem you're talking about. Yeah, but there was just no reason to have this guy there except to have him show up at the end as maybe she could love again. Which, by the way, Barbara's still there. Wish renounced and all. Totally redeemed. Right there, just waiting. Oh, that's sitting. actually
1: one of our problems, is that we don't really get to see a, a later Barbara scene. No, we don't. Um, I I mean, we get to see that she renounced her wish, but we don't even really get to see her renounce her wish.
0: No, they they, they pulled that
1: from us. Um. I, all right, so bottom line, all the consent issues and magical, <laughs> and, and even the Zeus lineology uh, involved, Like, I would argue that the problem is as uh, philosophical and esoteric and magical as the solution in this case. Poorly devised, poorly executed. No. (laughs) When you have magic at your back, you don't have to necessarily elucidate certain things.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's cheap, and you know it. You you and I have given shows shit for less. I I have
1: also not bothered with certain problems that were similar. Mm, I don't know about that. I get it, I get it. I mean, um, next comic I'm reading is Justice League Dark, okay. <laughs> well, what does that mean? I'm just saying like,
0: I'm aware of the magic part of the whole thing. I'm just saying sometimes it's uh I'm just, um, magic shouldn't just be like, oh, magic like, no, you gotta you, you need there need to, there need to be rules within a universe, there need to be rules within a movie, and the director or the storytellers need to stick to those rules, but They, once again, have decided to err on the side of, we'll we'll make the rules vague and then kind of not go by those rules. And also, here are some really morally dubious things that the character's going to do, but this is a feel-good movie, so we're going to ignore that. I feel like I think it's lazy
1: as shit. No, I feel like you're also coming up with a lot of rules to surround the lack of rules, where you're... uh... I'm not coming up with rules. No, you're instantiating rules that... Maybe it didn't necessarily apply and coming up with like a set of rules as a result and consequences as a result that aren't necessarily like actually effectuated by the movie. You really want to like this, don't you? It's not that <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I could give a shit in a certain way, but I just uh, I also don't want to judge it by um, I do, but it was, I, I feel like so far you're you're kind of giving it some consequences that. And specifically, you've asked a couple times for rules uh, when, you know, overexposition of those rules, would it a problem. Um, and in fact, like shortcuts to certain things are something you put on the viewer is something you understand as a, like a smart viewer will understand mm-hmm. and accept. I feel like you just wanted a different movie.
0: I mean, if the movie in of itself is supposed to be like a meta cautionary tale about how shortcuts shouldn't be, ma- shouldn't be made, then- I guess I applaud them for that because this movie looks like a whole lot of shortcuts were made. I, I, I mean, I feel like thematically the point was that you can't take shortcuts. Yes.
1: But then I feel like you're insisting on a set of rules while calling them out for not insisting on a set of rules.
0: hmm Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you just want to like play in circular logic all day, <laughs> no, we can do that.
1: That's, I I mean, I. I agree. That's, that's a fine. problem. But I feel like that's a little bit of like a little bit of what you're doing. Like, it feels like you've set up a certain set of rules for how you feel like these characters should have acted and you're not. necessarily. Well, I don't
0: think Wonder Woman should have raped a guy. (laughs) I don't feel like that's what's happened. I think that is absolutely what happened. (sighs) Absolutely. 100%. They Steve Trevor without consent, but which, by the way, even Swayze got consent from Whoopi Goldberg and ghost without consent. Steve Trevor and Diana completely raped this dude. And it was, and he was only there to be like, oh, well, she's going to have her little straight fling or, or moving on moment at the end of this film. I'm
1: going like, mm, to make a bold claim here. I'm mm-hmm. going to make a bold claim. Um, in the event that anyone thinks that they have been raped by a ghost or became a ghost while their body was raped. I've got your back. I don't feel like that's what's happened here.
0: So it's okay for this dude's body just to be used. However, they saw, f- they see fit because magic. In the event that it's literally magic. Yes yeah i don't buy it
1: okay so by the end of the film um there's literally uh just like a an impromptu great wall of china uh Mm -hmm. the nuclear supply doubles triples i think 10 times as i think what they said
0: yeah something like that
1: um one dude has a goat farm or a farm in general just in the middle of a like a dc grassy knoll kind of situation Uh uh-huh um this this one girl starts to become more physically acclimated and eventually just becomes a cheetah. Yeah. I, I just don't know where you want me to draw the line here on where magic takes place.
0: Oh, no, it's fine that, you know, I mean, it doesn't make sense that he would need a host in the first place because of magic, because all of these other things magically appear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying it is ethically problematic for our two heroes to not consider the implications of what they're doing to someone else's body. Someone who has no consent, who has no way of uh, deciding whether or not his body should be used in this manner. Well, they should not be doing this.
1: I mean, in a way, I agree. Period. In another way, I think... That's
0: not magic. That's just ethics. That's just being good no, people. No, there's, there's, there's not, being not bad such people. a thing as just ethics. Um, unfortunately, oh, okay. you have to consider un- weird stuff like magic. So, on the one hand... I- but the magic isn't the problem. The magic is the, I mean, the problem is the fact that they're just like ignoring this guy's consent. Okay, so the magic principle here implies that
1: his consent was no longer valuable to this conversation. Now, granted, if we were in a world where, like our own, that is a manufactured entity, uh, then I would fight for you to the nail. In magic world, it's just not a thing anymore. Also, Diana specifically considers him and <laughs> like
0: specifically wonders she, what she specifically would, wonders how he got into some random dude's body and, and then goes through a lot of effort dude. and
1: trouble to correct this and then eventually leaves having realized that she was sacrificing something for another and decides to abandon that problem
0: like, but not no she doesn't decide she's sacrificing another person for Steve Trevor she decides I'm sacrificing my powers for Steve Trevor oh and yeah the world needs my powers so it kind of takes some of the weight off of that. Like... No, you're assuming there should be weight on that.
1: And again, if this was a real world situation where this was a any version of someone not being conscious or uh, subjective or aware or uh, or just in any, in any capacity available uh, corporeally for a rape situation, I would completely agree. We are
0: literally not talking about that we're not ag- going to agree so we should probably just move on. That's fine with me. <laughs> um all right, so um I thought it was kind of a cheap shot to use a beautiful lie to add weight to the Supergirl season 1 finale thing. I got I had no I had nothing for it. It was aggravating. Mm. I just didn't like it. Um I didn't like Pedro in this movie. He was overacting, man. He was doing some man, he was chewing some scenery, buddy. He was one of my favorite parts. Well, I'm glad for you. I, j- I just, I I have so many
1: memories of like 80s infomercials. Yeah, I have the same memories. Or memories from, you know, not the 80s. When I saw like the, what is it? The 700 Club or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Or QVC
1: uh-huh. or something. Just hucksters. I feel like this was a really good impression of a huckster.
0: Yeah, where have we seen that before? Oh, Dick Donner's Lex Luthor. Yeah, you've okay. never seen a huckster before? Yeah, I, I, I was being sarcastic.
1: I know. That's... <laughs> I get where you were going before you answered the question. I understand. I'm just saying, like, it. I appreciate the idea of a huckster, especially in this capacity.
0: And I... But then they try to redeem him, like freaking Sandman and uh, Spider-Man 3. Like, well, he has a kid, so everything he did was okay. No.
1: No, it's not that he... It's actually one of my problems. Um, I'm with you on this. It's It's not that everything he did was okay. It's... The redemptive arc was not, like... I mean, he he just, he did some terrible things. He should be held accountable.
0: And it's something that I don't think Somebody should snap his neck with a lasso.
1: (laughs) That would be the worst possible thing they got. No, I don't think so. No, I mean, arguably that was out of character when it fucking happened to begin with. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Like that was not necessarily one of the best beats of comics to begin with. So to hold it accountable for this and Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman is ridiculous.
0: I was joking, man. I know. Jesus.
1: just saying. I, I'm not sure he was held accountable outright. I'm just saying that to me, the the emotional beat was that his kid actually had I, his his kid was the emotional high ground. Mm-hmm. I can jive with that. I mean, like I, he's I not forgiven not by anyone. He's just forgiven by his own child in his own eyes, and that's that's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they from the minute like at the end of the movie when they start playing up how he was beaten as a kid, it's like now we need the audience to like him. And whether or not we actually show him not getting in trouble at the end of the movie, that's, you know, them trying to suddenly make him out to be a better person than he was the entire movie. Okay, and, but you could uh, rephrase that as saying that, like, cheap.
1: turns out he had a really good backstory that explained some of his actions.
0: Yeah. And that would be valid.
1: And we could have seen that earlier in the film. I think if you had seen it earlier in the film, like I said before, you would
0: have discredited it and it would not have meant as much. Yeah, Maybe. Either way, it was just sloppily thrown in, and I didn't like it. I don't I think it was sloppily honest. thrown
1: in. I think it's where it was supposed to be.
0: Okay, agree <laughs> to disagree. Once again,
1: we are not going to just we are not going to agree on this movie for the large part.
0: No, we're not. It'll be alright. Uh, I didn't see any reason for it to be set in 1984. I don't know why it was set in 1984, um, except maybe it was a nostalgia. Maybe they were just trying to cash in on nostalgia. Maybe.
1: I genuinely, I, I, I have no idea from
0: pre-production to today. I have no idea why that was the decision. I mean, Patty and Jeff Johns were probably at their peak, getting into comics age in 1984. Maybe that had something to do with it, but I, I couldn't find any real reason for it except to just be like, Haha, look, there are people with mullets and mustaches, and look at their curly perms and ah. How was fanny pack? Not the first thing you mentioned. Because I tried to block it out so much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have no idea, man. I, I don't uh, I don't know what the inspiration for that was. And I hope um, it was inspiring, but I, I just genuinely don't know.
0: I uh, I don't get the reason for introducing that homeless guy that Barbara is nice to, except he had no bearing on the plot except to stop her from killing that dude who was apparently vicious rapist anyway. No, that was
1: his entire uh, bearing on the plot
0: was specifically to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just. He was
0: on screen for like 20 seconds max. It, yeah, it just stopped her from being irredeemable. Because at the end of this what movie, we're meant to believe that she's explained. redeemed. You
1: just explained it to yourself. I don't know. It was just so... He was there to make her redeemable and then later to make her stop herself from being irredeemable. Mm-hmm. But why? We never saw her again. What does it matter if she's redeemable or not? We're never going to see her again. Eh, that's one of the things where you have to... Well, two things. One, uh, Kristen Wiig did a, a really good job of being endearing in the role. Like, I just think as an actress, you you kind of do want to root for a little bit. Like, I was mad mm-hmm. later when we didn't kind of get to see where her character was going. Like, that would have been a really impressive, a uh, really fun. I mean, God, that that should have been maybe in the last few minutes, if or a stinger or something. Um, I mean. For all I know, she's human and she just died on a hillside a week later after not being able to find like a village or food or water. Uh huh. Like, what the fuck do we know about her at this point? Yeah. Uh I mean that being said, it it that guy, like the only problem I have with that guy was that he's just like casually chilling on a bench with reading glasses, reading a book. Mm hmm. I'm not saying that's impossible. I've just never actually run across that myself. Me either. Well, he has to be the lovable homeless guy. I think he could have been any version uh, uh, and a, uh, possibly a more accurate description, and it would have served the same purpose. Because his only purpose was, that, yeah, you're right. He was the backstop. He was the point where she mm-hmm. was supposed to stop herself just because someone was there to call her on it. And I'm fine with that function. Like,
0: that function has to be there for her character. I think I'm fine with it as long as I don't predict that that's what's going to happen right when I see him.
2: Uh,
1: I mean, the predictability of it is is its own problem in a way, but the function of it is fine.
0: Yeah. I can roll Um, with you on the predictability part. You know, I kind of feel a little weird. I don't know how... I don't know why we had to have Max be an oil guy, except to go like, see, oil, bad guy. It was the and 80s. also, I know, and that's the only reason we did the eighties is so we could see oil, bad guy. I'm and not sure
1: if chicken or egg was there.
0: Then I'm not sure. <laughs> all of that is there to enforce the Middle Eastern stereotypes, like, oh let's show a bunch of you know, Middle Eastern guys hanging out behind like war-torn huts and crumbling brick walls, wishing for nuclear warheads. Like, I don't know, man. It just felt so weird and off to me. I mean, that part was real in a way. Like, there was a a
1: lot of the Cold War spilling over and just a lot of people trying to uh, factionize. And I get mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But um, one of the things you, again, the film could have done differently. is like, why were we in the 80s? And if we're in the 80s, oil makes a lot of sense. But we could have been somewhere else and oil wouldn't have made as much sense. I mean. Yeah. This film could have taken place in the early 90s and, and, you know, been in Silicon Valley and it would have made just as much sense in certain yeah, ways. I mean,
0: I'm just saying it wasn't really about oil in the first place. There wasn't like any like great ethical dilemma about oil. They weren't making any kind of like statement about the dangers of oil or you know, it was just all about like this guy wants power. This guy wants control. Well, a way this way guy a becomes – a magic rock. In a way, it is a good thing. It's just like, it was just like the, the red flag in the guy's back pocket to to mark him as the bad guy. And it, it was lazy. It felt lazy. It, to me. I, eh, I think a lot of it just, it boiled down to when people got the chance they made. Uh, or maybe it was just that I grew up in the 80s and I'm used to that trope of like every bad guy had to be an oil baron. <laughs> that was a real thing. They were going for, you know... Maybe that's just what they were going for in this movie—is just be like, yes, yeah, he's going to be the stereotypical bad guy, but he's got a sweet little kid, so he's not, and he's going to be okay by the end of the movie. <laughs> All right, buddy.
1: No, I mean, yeah, just given the given the hours of things we've consumed, like there's a little bit of Supergirl, a little bit of Lucifer happening here, mm-hmm. like a little bit of a hope speech, Supergirl kind of, kind of thing, a little bit of a you know what do you desire, Lucifer kind of thing. Yeah. We. We've just we've consumed so much of those two ideas that that's kind of what came to mind me watching.
0: Oh my gosh! And you know when she was talking about how uh you got
1: to give him credit right. though for like trying to get people to wish things he wanted to wish for.
0: That was yeah, that was the, pretty cool. The the what is what, like the the Lucifer aspect of this mm-hmm. where he was saying you know what is it you desire what is it you wish when she talks about briefly how that stone. Comes from the God of Lies. Mm-hmm. I thought of Lucifer, and I was just like, "Oh, what if what if Lucifer is like, or some Greek variation of th- therein is inhabiting this dude, and we're getting like, no, not, they're not going to do that."
2: No, <laughs>
1: or because
0: it's a because it would have been more interesting.
1: No, if it's a DC film, we're going to do uh, like, a, uh, like a landscape thing. We're going to do a, a like a pan shot mm-hmm. in a three sixty kind of thing. And what is it in, I mean, it's sand in one film. I think it's just like uh, deep, you know, Kryptonian technology in another. Like, we always do this shot where we're just going through the history of things. Yeah. And I feel like if they had done that shot right then, it really should have just been not Tom Ellis, but the Lucifer with his, you know, real face on. Mm -hmm. That would have made a shit ton of sense at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, Or at least Ares. Yeah. Just at least Ares. Yeah, here's here's an old uh, here's an old complaint that we've had forever. Uh-huh. Uh, why would you just throw in Simon Stag just to kill him? I know they keep doing that, but I'm like, <laughs> dude, we could have had Metamorpho at some point. Like, why do you keep just bringing in people we know to kill him, or to not even to kill him, just to like, throw him under the bus for a second? Like, oh, he just got they arrested. Didn't, they didn't kill him. He just got arrested. Yeah, I don't know why. And only theoretically second, arrested. But- he might have just gotten so sidetracked by. Uh- <laughs>
1: You know, legal implications that he was just quote magically out of my way,
2: I think.
0: I mean, except they did kill him in a way because they set him in the they set him as an old man in the in the early 80s. So there's Mm -hmm. no way in any like modern DCEU modern set DCEU he's going to be making Metamorpho. So, oh no, I I,
1: here hold on, here's my favorite version. Um, (laughs) he he does all that. The complications from the FBI cause him a lot of emotional turmoil. He uh ends up taking a lot of cocaine. He, uh, because it's the 80s, he has a a stroke slash embolism, Uh ends up in a wheelchair, has to devote himself to scientific purposes, and ends up with a metamorpho.
0: Well, he's not metamorpho. No, he ends up making one. Oh. Yeah. Mm. We'll never go back to it. They threw it in there. Just They just threw it in there. It's out there. To be like, hey, fans, here's the name you know. No, it's literally just so the word stag is on
1: a Mm -hmm. backdrop somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Look though, I don't. I don't know why that's a critic. Uh, like, why uh, uh, is it? Why is it uh, criticism? Like, you know, because uh, there's no point
0: to it. Fan services. That's not fan service. That's a name. That's not fan. service. But it's a name. You know, it's a name I know.
1: Yeah, and why would you not? Why would you not be happy to see
0: that name? Because I know they're not doing anything with it. Mm. They're so, throwing it in there because they think that it's going to going to just make me happy. Just because it was named. Woo. Hold on, hold on. You're actually mad at them. Because they threw in a thing that would make you happy. No. No. they're It's placating. They're placating the fans. I know,
1: but that's my point. The, the placation
0: and... They're not actually setting anything up is my problem. I get it's that. Like, I- there's no point to do it if you're not setting anything up. You're just like... Because I swear to no, God. No, you can't set People up are out there everything. going... Oh, they're going to set up, they're set up something with Simon Stagg. No, they're not. No, they're not. That's, that's. And, and there's people out there that's going to be mad that Simon Stagg is not a thing now. That yeah, they're but not
1: I, doing don't, that. I don't, I don't want to go so far into that, that I'm like mad that they're going to throw in Simon Stagg's name. Like, I'm still mad there is not a Ted Cord in the CW. Because mm-hmm. how many fucking boxes did I see Kord exactly. on the side of? I feel the same way. But I saw that on the side of so many boxes. And. Turns out, looking back, there there's a reason I felt a little, you know, side It was because they tried. They thought about it. And they ended up with Ray Palmer instead. Mm-hmm. Like Historically, there was a reason I felt a little betrayed. I get that. I, you, you can't necessarily be betrayed, though, just because they said a thing, because there's not going to be some later revelation just because the thing was ever said. Like, yeah, sometimes it's just okay to say a thing and, and do a little fan nod and call it
2: a day.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it, to me, it feels like, oh, here's, I I am this filmmaker. I have decided we're not going to use him in any future endeavor in this universe. So let's just throw him away here in the early 80s as an old man, rather than ever wonder about doing something with him later on. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's weird. And it feels yeah, but disingenuous.
1: It's not disingenuous in the sense that you can't think that every time you drop any name, any theme, or any any ability, frankly, that you're going to be starting a franchise. Like, you can't think that that's where this is going. So as a filmmaker, sometimes, I, I think you just kind of maybe throw that out there and try to do a little fan service, and it's okay, too.
0: I don't think Patty knows who Simon Stagg is. I think that was a Jeff Johns throw-in, honestly.
1: I think she's probably at least done the basic research on who the fuck Simon yeah. Stagg is. Yeah, I don't
0: know. All right, so... Like that speculation on your part. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't know. But uh, I didn't like this movie. I get that. Yeah. I'm getting that. Right. I, I did
1: not like it. I mean, we've only been talking for an hour and a half, but I'm starting to feel like that's maybe the case.
0: I'm pretty much, I think, at the end of my rant. I I think this is the worst ECEU movie that's happened. Honestly. I think it's the sloppiest, the laziest, the mo- the most morally bankrupt. I think it's bad. Like, straight up bad. And hopefully this is the last we get from Jeff Johns. And Patty's little like threats about not coming back. Hell, let her go. I don't need another Patty Wonder Woman at this point. Like, let them both go. I'm good. I'm absolutely good with that.
1: Well, um, <laughs> juxtaposition wise, I feel like um, I feel like you're holding this film accountable in certain ways that aren't necessarily like inherent to uh, they, they aren't intrinsically problematic, but. Subjective as that is
0: I don't know but Yeah I mean if you like the movie Good for you I'm glad for you I More power to you I'm like, proud for you I,
1: Like I have problems But I don't feel like We've even addressed those Oh
0: well what have, what have you got What are your problems I, We also haven't addressed The things I liked Alright Let's go to it <laughs> Oh, um, Overall
1: Look the, uh, the film had a lot of heart And that's not a bad thing um it it also actually continued the character in a way that uh, w- was an upgrade from the the first wonder woman film i think we could have a lot of discussion about the power set as it you know evolves into like bvs or uh justice league and i think that's where i would start really having problems myself mm-hmm. like the film as it's As it exists, one of the things that's kind of nice about it is we go from this, this. uh, I mean, think about these like breathtakingly like large scenes or uh, felt large scenes that happen in Wonder Woman. And honestly, like this film feels like it could have taken place on a very small set. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't like there was no no man's land kind of scene. Like even the greens screen that involves like a, a big room. Um, I don't feel like that's what we're dealing with. Um, it was kind of nice to see the the shift of how they were going to make those film versus the previous. And I was kind of curious about it. Um, I would have been curious about the numbers had it been released in a more traditional format. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I would have just been curious about how it how it fared, you know? No. Yeah. Um but I did enjoy it. I I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, Maxwell's. I I really actually enjoyed Maxwell's uh, redemption arc. I thought there was something to be said there. Like, dude, he he should absolutely be held accountable for what he did. But there's you know there's a part of me that just appreciates the fact that he has this this moment with his son where he kind of comes around like yeah, no, it it doesn't redeem him, but it makes him feel relatable in a way that gave me a lot of feels. Hmm. Um. You know, moment to moment, um, some of the action scenes were really incredible. Some of them were not. I mean, I didn't love the mall scene, but I did really love most of the uh, like the car jacking scene in Egypt. Um, yes,
0: that that was good up until the point. There was this weird point where like Steve like rams into a truck and then like breaks the, his own windshield and then crawls out and jumps up on the car and then suddenly like they're still in motion, like high speed going down the and it just like. I was like confused. I was like, did they stop for just a second, and then all of a sudden, as soon as he like grabbed onto the the tank, they're going really fast again? Or the truck, were they going really fast? Like, what happened there? It was weird to me because I, I don't. I rewatched he- that a couple times
1: just because I was curious too. And best I could tell is like he kind of barrels in so fast that he bounces out and, and rolls with the momentum. But that's just a guess.
0: I mean, yeah, it was it was weird, man. Like every big scene like that has
1: some moment where there was, there's, uh, there's gonna be like, uh, what are those trailers that go through the, uh, action scenes? I don't know. It's the one who had Die Hard dying like 24 times.
0: Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think Screen Junkies does some variation of it, but okay. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Some like, there's gonna be a version of this. There's gonna be a version of the scene that's just absolutely intolerable, but mostly I, I found it palatable mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it. Uh, that and I mean, shit, like, <sighs> the later scene when she finally kind of realizes she has to renounce her gift. Uh, mm-hmm. I genuinely enjoyed watching Wonder Woman get, act, like, straight up get beaten up. But no. I, I, I did walk away with two two feelings on, on that particular aspect, and uh, you'll probably fill me on this. Like, but on the one side, I enjoy watching a character get taken out of brass tacks. Mm-hmm. Always do. It's the reason I still think Man of Steel is a good Superman movie, is, n- like, seeing... Seeing the worst of something, or not even the worst, but just the the, uh, the the I don't know, not the most powerful version of a character. Every scene isn't necessarily the most interesting thing. Mm-hmm. But I've also uh, gotten onto the the Flash last season for just depowering, depowering like every motherfucker there.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what you do in the second movie. You just depower the person. Yeah, like that, that part
1: was one of my problems. It's like, oh, fucking goddamn, the same trope about, oh, you just can't get, like, you. it's Wonder Woman. You, you're you literally giving her some powers that aren't even, like, they're tangentially probably related. But I, I've never seen her just be able to make things invisible that way. I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's just.
1: Better fans than us that may know where that that is like a precedented
0: uh, event, mean, but I don't I know. I guess it. that there's something to be said about like oh my father did, made the mascara invisible, so I should be able to make this invisible. Oh, it's and plausible. It's it's plausible within the realm of magic, yes, but you I mean, know, also the realm of magic, like
1: the entire Greek pantheon. Yeah, sure. I get it. Like I'm I'm willing to play with you. I'm just saying that like I think I think they may have just done a new thing. I'm also Uh, entirely willing to be wrong here. Like if there's some precedent where she was able to do that, I just don't know it. I'm I'm working for pure ignorance here.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, I don't know. I've never seen it. And, you know, I just, uh, that was one of my issues, obviously, like we as, as I talked about earlier, but, um, it was not the most straightforward part, but I
1: didn't have as many problems with it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's a. That's a really good explanation of my review of your review. It wasn't the most straightforward part, but I didn't have as many problems with it.
0: Yeah, I, I just wound up having a lot of problems with it. And I, I hate it. I hate that I just feel this way, but I, I just can't get around some of this stuff. Like, and to be clear, I can get around bad CGI. Oh, yeah. No, we, we've watched seasons of Doctor Who. I'm not, you know, for all the talk Patty did of like tinkering with things and how they're making it better and having more time to do. Now I'm just sort of feeling like I was lied to or something. Like, what actually happened? Here's, okay, so I smell Jeff John shenanigans. Just this. <laughs> I, I, dude,
1: I, I completely smell some John shenanigans here. It's not an infallible movie, defending it as I will against some of your barbs. But I, honestly, technically, my biggest problem. Was I couldn't fucking hear it. Yeah, it was real low. Super fucking low. Like, like my biggest problem with this low. movie is the sound
0: design. Bar
1: nothing else. Like that is my biggest problem.
0: Yeah, I was like, dude, is it my is either blowing God, up on my
1: speakers or I can't fucking hear a word they're fucking saying. I was infuriated when, sometimes.
0: Yeah, when I started it, my, my I was like, was my browser's audio not on like i don't know and then i like i looked at it and it was like all the way, turned all the way up but it was just like a tiny amount of green yeah at the very bottom i was like this this is ridiculous no i mean if i would get it together hbo max jeez
1: i, I don't think it's hbo max i think that's how that I don't was know mixed what it is. I, because again as she said it was made for a theater and that's mm-hmm. that's appropriate in a the theater where the speakers are Yeah, that ubiquitous and in a certain place. And frankly, like you, you watch it in a theater and the low version of a film is still just like you're in a very dark room, your eyes attenuate, your brain starts listening to audio more. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot to be said for it as far as like why that works. But I I would really like to see this version if it was made for streaming to see if they did something different yeah, because yeah. in effect watching it I was turning my like the volume on my poor television up to 75 just to hear what the fuck they were saying and mm-hmm. then turning it down to about 25 in the action scenes and yep. look I'm a I'm a big fan of dynamics is the actual term I'm a big fan when they when they're right but there should be some normalization when you're actually just I shouldn't have it'd be different if these were people in the back of the screen. And like if this was a thing you would you'd pick up later on, your fifth watch, where you're like, oh, this so and so said so and so in the background. That's the volume I was hearing. Like, oh, this so and so reference whatever in the background and blah 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 blah. It, like your leads should sound like they were fucking in the film. That uh, I could go on for a minute about how much it bothered me, but the point mm-hmm. is it bothered me. That's I thought right. that was terrible it just the film looked fine looked great even on sitting at home streaming it by the way just to even mention the the idea that we streamed this movie i enjoyed the fact that i was able to actually fucking stream this movie
0: yeah me that too that was fantastic yeah i got to pause it and go get something to eat and i took a leak you know
1: yeah that that was, was glorious great. i um i watched it twice in one night and um part of it was just the first time I watched it, um, it was, you know, it was me, the wife, and and Evelyn, and, you know, Evelyn would distract us from time to time, and, you know, I just had to put that shit on pause for a little while, I'll go deal with her, go feed her, whatever was going on, like.
0: How did your wife like it? She's not one of us. No,
1: no, she actually enjoyed it. No, that's good.
0: She actually also didn't like Cheetah. No, I mean. Thought it looked bad? She thought the transition just... looked bad. She really
2: enjoyed mm-hmm.
1: Kristen Wig, but didn't think it looked good. Yeah. So she's with you on that. I'm not sure I'm not with you on that. But, I mean, I just, the, the, the that face did not look very Cheetah-like. The body did, and I liked a lot of the CGI that was happening. But the face just kind of looked like, uh, I feel like I've seen this before somewhere, but it, it just looked like the- Cats? No. <laughs> and I only say that because I've never seen cats. And I only know that I've never seen cats because my eyes are still in place and they haven't exploded. Yeah. Because I've heard that happens. <laughs> it looked rough, man. I don't know from experience. I was, I, I'm not completely sold on that. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I, I get it. But I mean, I was, I was watching it uh, with the family kind of had to pause it a bunch. Um, and then at some point she went over to the in-laws for a little while, did some present opening, came back. And when she came back, I kind of had it like I was cleaning the house, but I had put it back on again so I could sit down and watch a few scenes. And she, uh, she walked in while I was watching one scene. <laughs> it was like, And, and I'd kind of bitched about it in the first viewing. And she kind of, Came back and was like, "Yeah, you're right. I can't hear shit. I can't hear a fucking thing they're saying." I like, I, don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to turn on captions to get through certain scenes. I, I don't. I to- had
0: to turn on captions too. My computer just wouldn't go up loud enough.
1: I didn't want to, you know, tell my poor audio equipment to go up loud enough because, you know, two scenes later, they would be in a firefight and I'd be blowing out fucking equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yep. not. It was not a well mixed uh, movie. No, that is actually
0: my. I mean. Did you feel like it had the white sheen that you always complain about ABC having ABC programming having a little bit. I felt like it did. I I don't know what that effect is, but I, I, yeah, (laughs) I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I, I kind of,
1: I almost want to go back and look for it in certain scenes, Mm -hmm. but I've complained about this before. And I do think it's a problem is like, everything has this super saturated white background. Um, we're just, you know, if, it, if you're just turning up like the bright setting on something almost like, I, I, I get that. I can see that. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it was a problem for me here, but I could see it. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I did not go into this though. I did not go into this feeling like, man, I want to dislike this movie. I love the eighties. Oh, I, I love the Gal 80s. I love the eighties. I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. It's actually my favorite part of you not liking this movie and me liking it.
1: <laughs> just. How how different we are in this particular part of the history of
0: the world. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, one of my biggest problems is I saw no reason for it to be set in the 80s other than to just have like bad storytelling elements that have thankfully been pretty much scrubbed from the 80s or or from like movies since the 80s. Mm. Um, A lot of it. By the way, just thinking about it. Did you hear Blue Monday anywhere? No, I did hear Duran Duran. Oh, that's not the worst thing. I mean they had some 80s music in there from time to time Matt, and, you know I didn't like hear in Blue Monday somewhere in the score. Cool. I didn't hear Blue Monday maybe maybe it was in there but you know during like the big party scene or whatever I, I, there was some there was pretty good music playing I just you know Oh they did this thing though uh
1: listen back uh, listening back to the, the score which by the way the score was a lot of fun like I I really enjoyed the music for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um but the soundtrack it does have one predictable aspect to it or score mm-hmm. I should say. Um, we're like, occasionally they would just pause. And right before, and, you know, this is first viewing, sitting down with the wife. Occasionally there would be, like, a scene that would happen. Something would go on. And there was a, a brief kind of a gasp, like a, a breath vacuum area. Mm-hmm. And I would just start whistling. And it just happened a couple of times in the movie, and invariably it would happen. But you could tell when they were going to do the Junkie XL theme. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this because I... I disliked that. I I love that theme. (laughs) It was, I enjoyed hearing it when I heard it. It just, it was, you could tell when you were about to hear
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Uh, We didn't talk about uh, Linda Carter. Oh, uh, everything. We'll see her again. I doubt it. I hope Seems hard to coordinate. You mean her facial movements?
1: (laughs) I mean, when we see the next film in four years. Oh,
0: so both of those things then. (laughs) So both of those things. (laughs) That bit at the end was just like, Ooh, girl, you ain't acted in a long time. (laughs) let's move along this is some like helen slater supergirl shit okay
1: i'm not sure it was better than the original
0: series maybe not maybe not like it hurt my face to watch her try to wink no my wife's comment because she uh she popped back in in the second
1: viewing i think uh my wife popped back in and was like so that's a lot of Botox, but she look, she does look great. I was like, yeah, she she does look great. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not
0: sure you're wrong here. <laughs> that's roughly the same thought I had. It's just like, ooh, oh, what did you put in your face for this role?
1: Like, <laughs> you look great. You know, no disclaimers about, I'm not trying to shame anything that, that no. you've done here, but um, but you did something. And I do wonder about the longevity about that.
0: Oh, you want to know what was confusing to me? Mm-hmm. They clearly planned the shot, and I don't know what happened. But there's a when he when 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 Max Lord drives into the the White House uh, driveway, mm-hmm. that is straight up a cartoon car. That is a CGI car. Like I I I don't even like. It's almost worse than the the Batman animated series bit where like the the car is like bending to the road. Oh. <laughs> That they joke about, like uh, Tim and 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 Danny and it all does. those guys joke about, like dude, Always it is
1: fascinating me as a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, it Sounds super useful. I just don't know if you yeah. can do
0: that. I love the commentary in that episode because they're just like they see it, they're like, oh, they're all like <laughs> grown. <laughs> like, there's yeah, there's the car, <laughs> like the magic the pencil car, car
1: breaking physics
0: Yeah. Yeah, that man, that that car driving in that white house is just, whew, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was a practical car. They actually shot and then they were just like, it's too dirty or something. And they decided to clean it up in in posters. I don't know what happened, but that shit looked worse than Cavill's mustache in Justice League. Mm. I was like, what is that car doing? I got to look back on that one. That I'm not car sure. Is, uh, that I'm... car is jank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For it to be as bad as you're saying, I'm sure, I'm sure you're right. I just,
0: I don't recall it. I don't know what happened in this movie. I don't know what happened to this movie. Uh, I don't have any interest in releasing the patty cut. Just let it go. Just Let's just move on with our day. I'm glad Snyder says he liked it. I am willing to believe that he possibly even is contractually obligated to support it at this juncture. <laughs> All of these people lie oh, within you know the first Snyder two or three years of this thing. Are.
1: He's such a stickler.
0: I mean... They all do it when these movies come out. They How have to it? say so. They have to say so, certain things. They're contractually obligated to say stuff I know. about, like, "Oh yeah, support I, the blah
1: blah blah." I don't think anything specifically happened to this movie, as you put it. Um, I don't think it's bad by any stretch. I just, uh, I, am, I, I, like, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. I really am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think we also just waited fun. for it for so long that I feel like if it'd been released. Uh, it didn't release a year ago. I I feel like you would feel differently, slightly. Oh
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't know. Uh, so much hype. I so may much. have even hated it more because I was more excited about it back then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, but that's literally not the way excitement works.
0: No, it is because if you're more hyped up for something and it just really disappoints you, then no, you're going to hate it even how, more.
1: That's how hype works when you're disappointed. How hype works when you're excited about things is you like it even more. It's a double-edged sword. Not if it's bad. Yeah, but only if you experience it as being bad.
0: It, I don't think
1: it is an experiential effect.
0: I don't think I would have. Uh, I'm not sure. You had would've. different opinions.
1: I'm not sure you would have at all. I, you, you we, we could have had the same conversation in uh, January, June, March, whenever the one of the many release dates was. For all I
2: know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I do just wonder if you would have been less disdainful had yeah. you not had so much time to consider the whole thing, and then. Uh, you know, for it to have come out as it did, you know, after a month of us just bitching about how Patty is being really fucking toned deaf about this entire situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Patty. I'm excited about her Star War, whatever she's about to do. I'm I'm
0: there for it. I'm good. But... And I'm not now anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But you've never been excited about a Star Wars. I was actually like I was so overwhelmed with all the Star Wars stuff coming out that day. Uh I was just like, I'm out. I'm never going to watch Mandalorian. I'm never going to go back for all that Clone Wars shit. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing all this. This is just too much. And, you know, Star Wars kind of bores me. Then I watched her teaser. Of Rogue Squadron and uh-huh. I don't know what it was. She got me with the dad story with the looking for the perfect you know uh, fighter pilot movie all that stuff and then like she like, and she's skating over to the trunk she puts on the thing and then she's like you know going towards the, oh, that was just that was a like, good teaser. That, that got me that was I was a just really like good teaser. oh I'm back in I'm gonna watch all the Star Wars shit I'm gonna do it. and now I'm out I'm just I'm tired I can't do this. I feel like I you're so fickle with the Star Wars. I am, but you I just, just don't give a shit.
1: And that's the thing that's brought most of us back in.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I keep seeing, you know, things about Mandalorian and that's fine. I've seen bits of Mandalorian. Bill Burr is really good. Like
1: he's. He's so, actually crazy good in
0: that so role. So good. Like spoilers for Mandalorian. When he, when he pops that dude in the head, when he just like, they're having that whole conversation about like the atrocities of, oh, of the, the empire chest, yes, or whatever it was. And he just goes, boom, like, just yeah. like. I can't do this anymore. And yeah. that was just like, dude, I cheered. I was just like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, my wife was watching it and I just kind of went in. It was just but you know, I he's great and it looks like a pretty good show. I also
1: try to tell people when I can that uh I I've always thought he was a good stand-up and and he remains a good stand-up. He he's mm-hmm. he uh <laughs> He has some controversial opinions, but he's usually got something redeemable. even when he has something like that going on, um, it, F is for Family Man. F is for Family on Netflix is just if you didn't think this guy had some acting range, watch that show. Mm-hmm. It's an animated show and it's mm. phenomenal. I haven't I've seen like a clip of it and I didn't care for it. Oh, so much fun. We'll out. see. Well, it, it it's a lot of it's a lot of fun because it's basically him just trying to raise a family in the seventies, and like mm-hmm. it's him just basically doing a show about everything that he thought was wrong about how he was brought up. And describing the time when he was brought up, it, 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 that's what it feels like, at least. And uh, you know, he he lives next to like a radio DJ that sounds like Matthew McConaughey. If he was a radio DJ, like it's a lot of fun that way. Yeah, I think Justin Long's older oldest uh, son. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if I ever get way. around to it. Yeah, point is, it, he's got a lot of range though, and I but I hadn't really seen him do that range on screen before. You know, I'd I'd seen him in the last episode in season one, and that was it was good. But this was this was different. This was really good. Yeah. Small Bilbar, 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 Bilbar. Um, Bilbar is a very different conversation. Uh, small Bilbar side conversation. Yeah.
0: So anyway, um, I think I've pretty much said everything I'm gonna say about Wonder Woman 1984 at this juncture. I don't see myself changing much in the way of things. Um, I thought it was really bad. I hated it. I kept trying hoping that it would su- it would pull me back out. I still liked some of the scenes, but I, I just, I just kept not jibing with me, man. Like it was just, I've described it all. I don't know. I'm glad you like it though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit here and go oh, you're an idiot for not liking this or whatever. I mean, I'm glad you liked it, man. No, I'm, I'm glad d- I, all of you guys liked it. I just didn't care for it. And I don't feel.
1: I'm also not going to get into the camp of like You're if you didn't like it. I mean, it, it yeah. is what it is, man. I mean, um, I, I wish you liked it more. I, I like <laughs> I said, I, I wonder had it been a different time because we've had all this fucking time to think about it, you know? Yeah. I, you know. All those things being considered, if it happened maybe a year ago, uh, if it would
0: hit different is all. Yeah. I mean, it may have. But I don't. I think overall, I would have had the same opinion. I think it's possible. I mean, you weren't
1: huge on the first Wonder Woman film.
0: I wasn't. Like I liked everything leading up to like you know the, the last act, and it turns out that was all bullshit. The studio made her do. Yeah. Like they they changed her 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 third act, and um. Okay. Well, I don't know. I I I felt bad about my feelings on this. Like I actually like you know are our. our Friend Effie Offpelders um, of stealing the remote. I messaged mm-hmm. her and I was like, "Tell me if I'm crazy about this, okay? I'm gonna name things I didn't like in Wonder Woman 1984, and and you tell me if if you agree with me." Mm-hmm. And I just like went like and just listed it, and she was like, "Yep, yep, yep." Oh, thank you. Oh <laughs> my god, this is yes. Oh my god, I wish I was on the show with you. Oh, 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 yes, yes. You know, and sure enough, she was like, "I said almost, you know, all these same things on my Letterbox review." I was like. I haven't looked at it yet. I'll go look at it in a minute. Looked at it. And I was just like, yes, all of these things, this is all bro. It's like, <laughs> I, I think I had more than, than what she even named off, but yeah, it was, it was, it was not a fun morning for a minute. <laughs> I was just like, okay, so confirming, I do, confirming. I do feel really bad for you though, that like after all this. All right. So one of the,
1: one of the things that I've enjoyed is, uh, I think it was Anthony, like, Berkman Blackman, that, that said, like, one of the things you have to do if you enjoy a DC film is you have to spend the next five hours actually explaining why you liked it or defending the film, mm-hmm. uh, which is deadly accurate. Like, you, it, even if you like it, you have to – it feels like you yeah, – like, God help you if you like it. You know what I mean? hmm You just – you walk into a war zone. Um, I, I don't envy that any more than I – I mean, I, I also don't envy just – yeah, after all this time, you know you didn't you didn't love it, and I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, you wait that long, but hey, it's the name of the game. And uh <laughs> I mean, I was I was pretty happy with what I saw. Is
1: like it, uh, yeah. Sure, there are problems, uh, but man, I I enjoyed what the fuck I saw. It, like I, it was a good two and a half hours for me.
0: Yeah, not for me, but uh, you know, hey, I yeah I. I let this be a lesson to you we we're, we're we're not just you know blindly loving dc as people have claimed <laughs> oh no we've
1: we've lost we've we've lost so many at so many junctures i mean when we enjoyed batman versus superman we lost people mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah no no nothing is right nothing is the correct stance yeah so who cares Screw when it. we
1: didn't loathe justice league <laughs> in 2017 we we lost people no and, of, you know, of course, we've soured on it since then, you know.
0: Yes. But I would still watch it two or three times in a row before I watch this thing again. Oh, say that's just wrong. Yeah. And then I would watch Batman and Robin, but not Dark Knight Rises. That's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, well, yeah, I am.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would watch Dark Knight Rises, except under the most uh, extraordinary circumstances.
0: Yeah, you gave me that movie on DVD and put it in a case that said "Only open in case of emergencies." <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about that.
1: <laughs> I gave you a little glass case. <laughs> uh, I I remember wanting to put a tiny little fireman's pickaxe in there, <laughs> just just didn't know how. <laughs>
0: You got anything else, man?
1: <laughs> oh, no, I get it. I I did watch. Uh, so I watched it twice yesterday, but it was, I, I watched it. And, 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 you know, after that I had to do some house stuff, like we had to clean up after uh, Christmas and everything. So uh, I just had a couple hours of cleaning to do. So I I threw on Men of Steel in the background. And then once I had enough cleaning that I could sit down again and watched it again. I should mm-hmm. say watched Wonder Woman again. Mm. I regret yep. not of that time. <sighs> I do wish you enjoyed it more, but
0: hey, yeah, well, is what it is. Eh, can't have everything, you know, it will be all right. Oh, yeah, I'll be fine. We'll I'll be back in with all that bullshit.
1: We'll be back in a few months with
0: Snyder cut and everything. Yep. I really hope <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, if you don't, the first 30 minutes of our review,
0: we're just going to be laughing at you. <laughs> I mean, why would you be laughing at me? Hey. Uh, there'll be tears of of consonants, but still. I mean, look, man. I don't know. I I don't I don't worship at the altar, man. I I, I, don't, I don't. Just say what I see. Now I feel. I get it. I'll be glad for Zach that he got to do whatever he wanted. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, well. I guess we'll be back uh, after the new year, I suppose. because I'll be out of town this week. I I go out of town tomorrow. So
1: no news, no news coming this
0: uh, pending week, Mm -hmm. which I don't think there'll be much news anyway. I say that there'll probably be a lot. Um, I mean, normally we'd cover like box office numbers or something, but right. Well, I do. I I will say that, you know, I I feel better about this movie or our review of it, because apparently according to the headlines I've seen uh, in the last, you know, a few hours, Wonder Woman 1984 is pretty damn divisive among fans. People are either loving it or hating it, according to a certain <laughs> headlines. So. Um, uh, that feels right. <laughs> that feels right. Uh, yep, the shine is off that shoe, Patty.
2: Uh,
0: not sure if I'm willing to go into that characterization, but they may have they may have lucked out on that uh, on that ten million dollar blanket.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it would have gotten its money if it went into theaters. Mm, we'll yeah,
0: never know. Though. Maybe. I mean, not not in today's environment. Oh, for fuck no! Absolutely not.
2: Anyway,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Let me re- <laughs> let me rephrase that entirely. No other considerations. I I, I, I don't know. if <sighs> I think it would have made its money mostly. Mm, maybe. Had it gone into theaters like fourteen months ago.
2: Oh,
0: my kingdom from more Kathy Ann and Birds of Prey.
2: Yeah. There's that. There's definitely that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap it. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, a number of things to do before we pack up and get out of here. Fair enough. So, uh, well, we love you guys. Uh, we've gotten some feedback already saying that we, you know, that we hated this review. With, that, that, no, we've already got some saying that they agree with me. And then <laughs> even though they don't even know what I've said, and then we've got Effie who has actively said, no, I agree with you, uh-huh. Dave. And uh, I've seen a few people say that they liked it. So uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see where we, where we stand after this episode drops. <laughs> I'm excited to see how many people we lose.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this may be a, maybe a fun Twitter poll afterward or something.
0: Not a single movie comes out that we don't lose people. I'm good. Whatever. There's
1: no, there. uh, that's what I was saying earlier. There is no (sighs) version of this where we don't lose some people.
0: Yeah. Sorry. People like echo chambers. They like to hear their own voice repeated back to them. Well, there's that, but there's always been that. It's just that
1: now there's, now you can make that, you can make the opposing voices go away. And that's a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. So.
0: But I can too. Black, black, black. (laughs) I get it it's a it's a right I've been exercising more and more lately uh, I get that too. I mean, I'm sure it's hell curious i'm uh I'm open to
1: um any and all opposition to the film
0: yeah just just be people about it don't don't be jackasses, jack wagons, <laughs> jerk offs.
1: It's not like I have do some like monetary
0: people. tie to this thing, so like it, no, you, you mean
1: I, someone could give me a comment tomorrow that just like just unraveled the entire film, and i would be like, well, absolutely, you're fucking right. I, I I didn't see that, my bad. It'd be over. Mm-hmm. It happens. And also, yeah, it, it goes both ways. I'd like to think there's somebody who could like uh, you know write you like four words later, and and you you just think, oh man, you're right. I I just undervalued this.
0: I I won't uh I won't say it's impossible. Especially in four words. Improbable, yes. Should have made them more doable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I feel like someone's just going to write you in and be like, this film was good. And you're like, yeah, that's just not going to do it. Sorry.
0: Right. Mm. Sorry, buddy. Good try. Back to the drawing board. Yeah.
1: Go fuck yourself. That's three words. Arguably four, but three mostly. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself ass. Okay, well, at least you're at the right word count now.
0: Yeah. And my response to both would be, I already have. Today. <laughs> Twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm sorry you didn't catch me on the day when i had an illness but i'm ahead of you already
0: <laughs> gotta clear the cobwebs
1: yeah
2: <laughs> all
0: right i'm done That's thanks thanks for listening uh dc on for theoretically every episode uh as well as the uh links to our donation buttons our patreon our store all that jazz, all of our social media, all that stuff. You guys know, you know how it goes. All the things. Uh, and, uh, all the things, and uh, we'll be back <laughs> quite soon. We've had a lot of episodes drop all at once, a lot of stuff drop all at once. If you're, especially if you're a Patreon listener, so um, yeah, we're gonna take a break for a second and let you take a break, catch up on some other shows, uh-huh. get your euphemet in. Your Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, your center's crossroads whatever you're listening to these days fans without borders. That's a good one. I'm nice really boy. curious to see what I'm really curious to see what Brent and Ray have to say about this thing. Oh yeah. I, I think it's going to be like our show. I think Ray's going to love it <laughs> unabashedly. Okay. He's, he's DC Stan and Brent's going to be like, mm, CGI sucked. And blah, you know, I think it's going to be very quick. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I, like
1: I'll listen, and then later I'll see if I take offense to you calling me a DC stand and
0: unabashed. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say you were. You, you said, literally just said, said like it
1: was. You symbolized it.
0: Oh no, I didn't mean to be like that. Like you're not a DC stand. You you dude. We're we're pretty. Like I'm actually surprised you like this movie as much as you did because my hate often runs
1: as deep as the next. You're,
0: yes. Year. Yeah, we're like Sith lords. Our <laughs> hatred runs deep. So, uh, often, we are not good examples of of like no. happy fans.
1: No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, not no. that's not our uh, our price point here. You know.
0: No, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Some someone's gonna tell Ray. You know, he called you a DC stand, and he'll be like, <sighs> 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 "How um,
1: much time do you have for me to explain why that's wrong?"
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. He's a smart guy. He's got all the all the answers. No, he's got the seats. So he'll be all right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he'll be able to defend himself effectively. I'm not worried for him.
0: Yeah, no. No. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm gone. Y'all take it easy. Let's call it. Take her easy for all the sinners out there, y'all. See you in a couple and weeks. Uh, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford michael's band galactic engineers of magnetic sounds or gyms can be found on soundcloud and bandcamp visit dc onscreen.com to find our patreon merch contact information and every episode of the show for free including crossovers we've done with other podcasts dc onscreen is a maladjusted production for more from me and jason including sketch comedy vlogs parodies and our improvised web series hey guy visit maladjusted.tv.